Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. All right, so we're talking about um, this month, and perhaps, I don't know for how long, about sonship. And uh, when we really get into the nitty-gritty of it, this is a concept that um, man doesn't really... Man's understanding of sonship is different than what God understands as sonship. English language doesn't exactly explain what sonship is. We'll find out today God's definition of sonship. And um, it's also very difficult for... Um, religion and religious folks to accept because it's it sounds like blasphemy and when we really really get into sonship <laughs> life will be beautiful more beautiful than it is right now so we're looking at the um, under sonship the subheading of God's original intent uh, everybody here knows what that means the original intent original purpose or will, right? Today, if you were at the class this morning, um, I accessed some very, very amazing, outstanding things. And sonship is the eternal purpose of God for all of mankind. Yeah, it is. So, now, I've studied about sonship before over the past years since I've been a Christian. I've even thought about it. But what I began to see recently as, as we were coming into this of course, like, like I said this morning, you no, know, there are layers. So precept upon precept, you know, from, you, know, you grow to an extent and then God, you are able to access more. Do you understand? So that, that's why it's good to pray in the spirit because you enlarge your capacity, the capacity of your mind to receive the things of the spirit. So like I always say that the lang- all of the languages of men put together are not adequate, sufficient enough to express spiritual realities. So that's why sometimes we have deficiencies, you know, in definitions. They are not, no, they are not adequate. So that's why many times, and when we talk about sonship, the things playing in our minds are quite different sometimes than what, is, than what God is passing across. But sonship is a superior thing. Sonship is the original intent of God for all of mankind. Yes, that's what it is. You know, God, God is not spontaneous. God is very ceremonial. God has a plan for everything. God has a purpose for things. So you can't shock God. I remember those days, you know, it makes for good preaching, but it's bad theology. They say, they say, they say man, Solomon gave a thousand bond offering. God shock. Ah, who is that? Say, angel, who is that? It's Solomon. Shock. God knows everything. Spontaneity is for people that makes discoveries. God knows everything. What does he want to discover? He is the discovery. God made man and made this whole world. We are still studying them. We are still discovering new things. Huh? We discovered electricity thousands of years after it was already there. So Adam could have used this. Oh, yes. Jesus could have had a jumbo jet, a private jet. When he was around, ah, but God is so humble. 
he knew those things existed, though. But he suffered in the time, with the time that he was in. Do you understand? So, so when Ezekiel or Isaiah, when they will prophesy about airplanes, they say birds. Birds? Say birds will bring your children from far country, birds. <laughs> oh, that's, it's in the Bible. It said birds. Ezekiel prophesied, Isaiah prophesied, it said birds. Bring your children from everywhere, all over the world. Birds. I mean, is there a bird big enough to carry like three of us? Even, uh, what's it called, ostrich? And bring us from Russia down to Nigeria. From Ukraine. They said birds. Because we only mind and name things that are culturally relevant to us. So we cannot explain something we have never seen. When you see it. So you would look for something in your paradigm to explain it. So when God gave them um, heavenly breakfast, breakfast of angels, they said manna. What is this? That's what it means. Manna. Bona king. He gave them angels breakfast. They couldn't explain it. It tastes like, it tastes like you have to look for something culturally relevant to you to measure it with. So it's the same thing with every other concept with God. So when God say, son, it's the right thing to find out what he means by son. So in Genesis chapter one, last week Sunday was, wow, as my mind was boiling, <laughs> as Pastor Fred was teaching. So God, my mind was opening up to see, to, I was like, this thing the Bible says. Are you kidding me? Sorry, kidding me. <laughs> so, so God is not spontaneous. Like I said, God didn't just wake up and say, you know what? I think, I think it will be okay now to create man. No. Remember, Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. <laughs> In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. They started telling us, what happened to the earth? What happened to the heavens? Huh? Do you understand? So sometimes let's apply our minds. Let's think. Let's think. Of course, God has revealed some things to us. The things that have not been revealed, leave it. No problem. So for instance, naturally, when you, cal- when you calculate chronologically the age of Adam, they say it was 900 and something. How old was he before the fall? How long did he live? But when you read in the book of Genesis, you think it was chronological. So as, as God finished making him and then brought the woman from him, the next day they went to chop. <laughs> uh, so it was one day old, a man. And then the next day, he died. So you see God said, in the very day that you eat of it, you will surely die. But if we, if we understand death as we understand it, different from what God understood, you say, but God, he didn't die now. He lived 900 and something years. No, he did die. Then he be, his body began to die. He died spiritually that same day. Then it took almost a thousand years for Satan to successfully teach man how to expire physically. And now he has successfully reduced it and so, of course, perpetuating his lifespan in this part of the world is 40 years. How can you say that? 
They say it's well, statistics. 60. No, in our part of the world, they don't agree. They say we're not reach 60. So as I am now, I'm supposed to be great-grandfather. I'm 41. Because I'm supposed to be close to the grave. Me. Me, that's a youth like this. <laughs> eh? You can't, don't accept those lies, though. So, what sonship does to you is not something that religion can take. It's something that, um, so the fact that, the fact that I'm hearing it, I'm teaching it, it doesn't mean that my conscious mind has 100% accepted it. Because if it has, nobody would die around me. Mm, nobody. <laughs> and that's where we're going. That's why we're teaching this. That's where God wants us to be. So he said in Genesis chapter 1, he said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Fish. I like fish. Especially scumbia. Titus. For those of you that don't know scumbia. Scumbia is the heavenly name. The original name. <laughs> don't take it like that. It's not too. That's what we call it where I come from. It's scumbia. Come to Lagos and say Titus. I'm like, what's Titus? Titus is one they put inside Bangolo now. It's scumbia, scumbia. So let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Fish. Say fish. fish. I love it. Fish. And over the fowl of the air. Birds. Okay. And over the cattle and over all the earth. Over all the earth. Huh? Over all the earth. Hmm. And over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. The creeps. Like cockroach. Creeps. Worms and snakes and all of them. Hmm? So God created man in his own image. In the image, you know, he said, let us create man, singular, right? And yet he was calling them them. And then he said, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So man is both male and female. So for some people that are saying sons, are we just sons of God, sons of God? No, don't worry. It's not the same way God thinks. Son has nothing to do with gender. You find out what son is today. It's not gender specific. Just like there's no female anointing. Female Christ, Holy Spirit. By the way, the Bible says in Christ Jesus that you are neither male nor female. You've not seen in Galatians chapter 3. Yeah? You are neither male, nor, so don't struggle with, no, God is man, no, God is woman. God is neither. Hello? You know, some people come up and say, no, no, okay, give some female attributes to God. And God created a man after herself. No, it's, it's language, is deficient. God is neither male nor female. And some people are shocked because the only body of knowledge we have is physical. And that's the smallest part of things that exist. Because the realm of the spirit is so broad and more real than this one. That's why things here change. They change. They keep changing. So there's neither male nor female. So sons has nothing to do with gender. She says, no, I'm a son of God. No, I'm a daughter of God. <laughs> he helps you sleep better, please. You're a daughter of God. <laughs> so God created man in his own image. 
and then God bless them. Okay, that's verse 27. So I said that um, um, sonship is God's goal and eternal purpose for all of mankind. So you'd see that when they were, um, when they were writing the genealogy of Jesus, tracing it through the um, lineage of Mary, when they got to the top, who was the last person? If you remember Luke chapter 3? Let's read it, Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 30. No, let's not read that yet. Let's read how, where they started. Okay. Verse 28 says, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed. 23? Yes, 23, sorry. Being as was supposed, the son of Joseph which was the son of, and they went on, son of, son of, son of, son of, verse 38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of, hmm? which was the son of, so, so some people say, how can you say God has a son? Who is his wife? Here's your perspective. <laughs> perspective. Because in our realm, to have a son, there has to be a meeting of male and female. Eh? I don't have to explain that to you. We've gone to school now. We've studied biology. Some of you has even, some of you have even experienced the process. If you have not, speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. To have a son, there has to be a Martin and a Michelle. Yeah. And you have Zode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to engage in some spiritual things, praise and worship and stuff. Ministration. You understand? If you want to know, last, last, ask for four. He has three, he has three sons. He will teach you the spiritual dynamics. How to stand strong in God's word and pray. You have a son. But this, he says, Adam was a son of God. Tracing the lineage of Jesus down to God. Okay. So what does sonship truly really mean to God? Because God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. That's pregnant. To God, when God says son, sonship is equality with the father. So um, human narrative is like this. When you say son, um, what comes to our mind is separation. It's not union. So someone apart from me, and a mini-me sort of, right? So we say, ah, that's your son. Oh, that's your son, wow, you guys, you guys look alike. That's, yeah, ah. Some of us even say, say mini-me. That's not how God sees it. That's not how God sees it. And when he was, when he was showing it to me, now so my mind, my eye opened to, at a shock, like this thing, we need to look at it over and over again, meditate in it, because the Bible says that's how your profiting will appear unto all. That's how. So it's not just, I heard it today. These are not stuff to excite you, to make you feel good, like, oh, I'm a son of God. No, it's beyond that. It's not about wearing this branded, please get this for a reminder. It's not, it's not just about wearing son of God. Yes, yeah, son of God. Woo. You know what I'm saying? Son of God. But, but it's good. Put it out there. Because the Bible says, God said to Joshua, he says, this book of the law, these things about sonship shall not depart out of your 
Out of your mouth. Out of your mouth. Okay. But you shall meditate. What's meditation? Uh, yes. To mutter. Okay. What's meditation? To repeat, right? What's meditation? To stay on. You shall focus your thoughts on it. Mm, that's meditation. Everybody meditates in this world. Everybody here knows how to meditate. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. And almost everybody worries, unfortunately. And that's one thing that God says you shouldn't do. Be anxious for nothing. He said, don't worry about anything. Ha! Don't worry about anything. So worry is meditation in the reverse, in the wrong things. It's focusing on thinking on negative and destructive things. And when you do that, you tend to also say, ah, this country, now wow. Ah, person, oh, now wow, any meditation. But it's on the wrong things, and they are destructive. They're destructive. So, I mean, wow. So, I'll take a script, it's not, no, no. My rent expired this week. Shingbang. <laughs> you think you are saying right things. You are sowing seeds that you don't want to harvest. I don't say she buying. He says, "Thou shalt meditate in it day and night." Doesn't mean forget afternoon. It's not morning and evening. Day and night, always. You know that when something is truly bothering you, when they serve you breakfast, for instance. You know, the first time I heard breakfast, I was like, "Excuse me." No, that's not the language of my era. Breakfast. I said, what do you mean breakfast? Breakfast. You don't know what breakfast is? Okay. When they serve you breakfast, for instance, let's say you're a tech person, you work, you no, know, and then they serve you breakfast, or whatever it is that you do. You know when you go to work, day and night, the breakfast is in your mind. Male or female. That's the reason why some of them will drive and stop and jump into the lagoon. Because of breakfast. Oh, sorry, breakfast means they break your heart. In case you are not following. So we'll be married for 50 years. The guy just woke up and said, not do again. We dated for 15 years. 15? Lord of the Rings. We dated for... He engaged me. We, did, we dated for 15 years. And then the next thing, someone invited me for a wedding. I got there. He was getting married to someone else. Now you can relate. That's, the, that's what they call breakfast. Now you... That thing stays, no. If you are not correctly aligned, eh? that event, there's nothing you are doing in this world. That's what's in your mind. And it comes out. That's meditation. And some people will justify it. Say, human being, no, you're not a human being. But you're not just a human being. You're not just a human being. So God made man in his own image and likeness. And then in chapter 3, they began to show us how God did all these things. Chapter 3, chapter 2. Chapter 2. So I finished making everything, yet nothing was visible. He said, because God had not formed man to till the earth. But you said everything was good, everything plenteous. <laughs> because God is spiritual. God is spirit. 
That's why the Bible says that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All of them. All of them, not some. All of them, and that's real. So Adam was already there, but he was not physical. So God formed the body and breathed or spirited into the body. And that's what animated the physical body. And then the Bible says the man became another speaking spirit. And that's the Hebrew word. The literal Hebrew translation was that God spirited into the, man, into the body. And the man became another speaking spirit. So, so what God meant by that was, let us make man. Have you, you've ever, have you heard, heard the word mankind? Mankind. It's not a complete word though. The complete one is the mankind of God. Let me not, let me not jump the gun. Let's be going small, small. <clears throat> so when God, when God talks about sonship, he's, he's talking about equality. So it's like this. God is the source. The son is the resource. The same life flowing in God is flowing through the son. So Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. So you are the fruit bearing part of God. So you are the ones that releases the juice of God. So when people blame God for issues, it's because you have not released fruits. And this year started for me like that. Um, love close friends, young people. They were just dying. And then when we went to church for the funeral, the pastors were just saying some, some natural things that don't even apply. Like where you can't question God. You can't question God. God took them. God said, if God says your time, it's your time. But those things are not scriptural. God doesn't determine that. He left that to you. So you can't question God. The woman had been sick and then she died. We can't question God. Then gives that that's those statements hit me hard. Like, what, what are you doing? See, they're blaming God. When they should be blaming you. So sonship is perfect expression of father. That's what sonship is. So it's not, it's not son as in, it's, it's, much, it's much more than just God in me, God with me, God for me. All those things are real in sonship. In fact, they're the ABCs of, the, of it. But the core of it is God through you. It's God living his life through you. So what God wanted to express himself. So he created a physical him. He, cre he recreated himself. He duplicated himself and put him inside a physical body. The only limitation is the physical body. But it doesn't have to be a limitation. But you need the physical body to exist on this plane. So that's what God did with Adam. So sonship is perfect expression of father. 
So that's why when Jesus came and said, whosoever has seen me has seen the Father, it was too much for the religious folks. It was too much for Pharisees and Sadducees. It's still too much for them today. I and my Father are one. That statement, those statements of Jesus, is not the preserve of Jesus alone. If you are seated here and you say you are a Christian, that's you. But God wants us to know this beyond just mental accent, accent. He wants us to know it for real. That it begins to affect how we behave, how we see things, how we interpret reality. So that's why with Jesus, they said Lazarus was dead. He said, no, he's sleeping down. No way. So, Master, if he's sleeping, let's go now. Uh-uh, let's, uh-uh. If he's sleeping, no, he said, if he's sleeping, he will wake up by himself now. Mm-mm, not that kind of sleep. It's another sleep. This one requires somebody to slap him to wake up or to call him. Say, let's go and die with the master. Because they knew they wanted to kill him there. He escaped. I said he escaped. Hello? Jesus ran for his dear life because it wasn't time. No, it wasn't because he was afraid. That was wisdom. Wisdom is profitable to direct. It wasn't time. So, in John chapter 10, John chapter 5, I think it started first in John chapter 5. Let's see. Let's see. Let's read um, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Verse 16. He said, And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. 17, but Jesus answered them, my father walks hitherto and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. You know, the Jews had an understanding of sonship that is similar to God's definition and perspective on sonship. So they sought to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, do you remember what he did on the Sabbath day? He healed, a, he healed a woman. Was it a woman he healed here? Or the man? The man, the man from the pool of uh, Bethesda. They say it was Sabbath day. <laughs> Religious laws. You can't keep it, so don't worry. <laughs> so, so, they sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father, no, no, no. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him. Verse 18, because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but also that, but said also that God was his, making himself. How many of you here is that has God as his father? Uh, some people are now even afraid to lift their hands up. I mean, confidently, if God is your father, let's, let's see. They don't want to call it. If you, if you blaspheme, if you lie, angel go woes you. If you say God is your father, you are saying you are equal with God. You see, you see, you see, you see. It's, this is not new teaching, though. You know, it's not new because there's nothing new. It's just that some of us are beginning to wake up to the understanding, so it's new to us. It's not new teaching. This was why Jesus was killed. You remember that song? Why you they make younger? How about now? If you have been the pastor's son must know. God now my papa. You know what you are saying. 
Say it in that same church. Say, I'm equal with God. Yes. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Try it. You, you, when we know. Wait, wait. You will give Gebel, eh? Okay. You that will be prostitutes before. You are equal with God. You will the smoky bow. <laughs> so the Jews understood when you say God is your father, or when you say that you are God's son. It was blasphemy of the highest order. That's what it was. So, so till date, it's still a struggle for a lot of church people to even accept. So that's why you know, right here is like, when, you, when, when, this, when this perspective is thrown open to you, you're wondering, wait, am I a son of God like this? <laughs> Maybe it's still a struggle with headache. Okay. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, meaning that God was your father, you make yourself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, the son can do... Ah, he was repeating it again. Have you ever heard this argument? They say there was no place in the Bible where Jesus said he was the son of God. You've never heard them. Two sets of people always have argued that with me. They've argued that with me. Yes, Jehovah's Witness and the Muslims. There's no place where Jesus claimed he was the son of God. He says the son can do nothing of himself, but what he, they say he said he's the son of man. They didn't even understand what that means. <laughs> but what he sees the father do, for what things ever he does, these also does the son likewise. Um, in, in John chapter, that same John chapter 5, um, Jesus accepted to the man that he healed that he was the son of God. If you, if you read up, take it up, you see it. Jesus asked him if he believed the Messiah that would come. And then um, in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus was asking his disciples about his identity, if they knew, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus didn't stop him. He said, no, 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 son of man, not son of God. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living. Peter had come to an understanding. But many of us stop at Peter's understanding. So we sing, Jesus not the only son of God, though. No, I say, Nalayo. <laughs> when I came to this understanding many years ago, I used to like that song. I changed it. Jesus not the only son of God, though. Nalayo. <laughs> so we stopped there. So you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So in, in verse 25, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. <laughs> mm, dear Jesus. Mm, okay. Then um, Jesus said in verse 30, he said, I cannot my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Okay. Okay. So it was in John chapter 10 that he told them that um, if he called them gods unto whom 
the word of God, the word came. Yes, it's John chapter 10. Let's read John chapter 10. You see there. Because they picked up, these times they stoned him. No, they pick up. John chapter 10 from verse 30. John 10. In John 10, 30, he said, I am a father, I want, right? Mm. Let, me, let me get to my own. Okay. You know, he kept saying, my father, my father, my father, my father. So they were boiling. My father, my father. They were boiling. They were getting ready to attack. And then verse 30, he landed. He said, I and my father are one. We're equal. We're the same. Whosoever has seen me has seen the father was what he said to Philip in John 14. And said, then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And this guy, they attract stones, oh. <laughs> Just try go ahead and be talking about sonship. Stones will be coming. No, they will come. But stand your ground. Then Jesus answered, the many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. We, we can see the good works. You heal the blind, you raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, you multiply food. No shaking, we they see all those things. He said, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. So if you say you are a son of God, what you are saying is, I am. You are not saying I am mini God. You are saying you are God. Mm. You are not the God that created the whole world. You are God nonetheless. <laughs> you know, one time I was teaching here about uh, weapons of our warfare. I said, in the realm of the spirit, we are the same size with God. You don't know. We are the same size, the same height. That's why he says, put on the whole armor of God. Hello? <laughs> Brother, if some people wear this t-shirt now, Agbada, because we're not the same size. Right? If some people wear an a body hug, you go tear. Like those macho guys that are close to me. He go tear. We're not the same size. But he says, put on the whole armor of God. That means you and God are not the same size. The devils know it. Situations of the world knows it. We are the only ones that are not aware. Because he went forward, he said, put on shoes, wear face cap or cap. He said, tie the belt. Brother, my son, my son, my biological son, this belt will tie him like two times or three. <laughs> so how can I put on God's armor if I'm not his size? How? So when Satan looks at you, that's what he sees. But he said, he said, I've learned one thing. I've been around for many years. Many of these God no say them be God. So test him. So he tests him. Announce in the news that COVID, if he touches you, you die. Let's hear his reaction. See, there's COVID everywhere. If you go out, best is sneeze. True. You collect COVID at death. See, see the guy will repeat it, say, ah, oh, he doesn't know. Buffet him. He doesn't know. Before he finds out, let's let's beat the knowledge. Let's beat him well. See, man, Nigeria is so hard to even make money. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Hello? God wants us to come into sonship. 
because that's his eternal plan for all of mankind. Eternal purpose. So we play small. We play too small. Because we have not found out that, that your destiny is you are bigger than the whole world put together, multiplied by infinity. Come on, don't read it. <laughs> so where were we? John chapter 10 verse 33, right? Jesus answered him saying, no, no, they answered Jesus that. Is it not written in your law? Jesus answered them 34. Is it not written in your law? I said you are God's. That's Psalm 82. He said, I have said you are God's. And all of you are who? Sons. Yes. Sons of the Most High. He said, but you shall die like men. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so there is a way sons check out of the earth. And there's a way men do. Ha, ha, ha. You choose. You have to choose your choose. I have chosen mine. I've chosen to stay young. And when I'm ready to go, I say I'm ready to go. Check out how Abraham left and Isaac and those other guys. They knew. Peter said, he said, even as the Lord has shown me, I'm about to put off. They are talking about death as if they are jack buying. Hey, I think they change address. Say, well, well, my visa don't show. I go US like this. He says, I'm about to put off. Paul said, I am now ready. So when he was not ready, they couldn't do him. So one time they stoned him and beat him to death. Believers gathered to do funeral. The guy said, What do they do now? I don't finish. My friend, onto the next city. It's in the Bible. They gathered around him. He was dead. You know, say the guy go receive further instructions. <laughs> So he got there and said, God, you never reach, oh. I never reach Africa. I never reach all those places. What are you? I will take Asia. God said, oh, you never buy food. He said, no, I never buy food. He said, they go now. So as they were there doing, oh, the Lord give it. God said, give waiting. My friends see that. Paul said, give waiting. Relax, we have things to do here. When he was ready, he said, I am now ready to be offered. You know, what he, you know what he was talking about? I am ready to be sacrificed. I am now ready to die. Jesus said, he said, this won't, uh, yeah. He said, I have power to lay my life down and to take it back again. He said, nobody takes it from me. I'm the one giving it. You think it's just Jesus? Come into sonship is what I'm saying. So you are not your body. So stop identifying with your body. Usually when it rains, I feel sick. When it rain is not good for me. Are you okay? No, no, I know myself. I know myself. I can't stay inside dust. Excuse me. You are limiting yourself to body. Body is your cloth. That's why when you depart your body, which is what they call transition, give it time. The body changes these figures. You don't... They, now the body with this. Say, no, not be so happy that time. Huh? It don't change. Because the animation, the life has left. The you has left. You're a son of God. <laughs> Sonship is perfect expression. Have you read Hebrews chapter 1? It says he's the effulgence. The express image of God. Speaking of the son of God. Now, I said this is the goal of God from beginning. This was God's original intent. That's what Jesus came to restore. Oh, yes, that's what he came to restore. Yeah. So in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, look at 
what he said there. Who's there? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Is there, right? Okay. That's NKJV. Mm. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto... So he's no longer the only son of God now. How about? Bringing many sons... Bringing many sons unto glory. Unto fullness. Unto everything that God is and has. He said that's what Jesus came to do. Hello? That's what he came to do. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to restore man back to the original goal and purpose for mankind. And he has done it. He's not about to do it. Hello? He has done it. Has he not done it? He has done it. He has restored man. So what we need to do is let man know that they have been restored to sonship, to glory. But that's the message now. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world back to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them, and has committed unto us the word, the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He has given us that mandate, that message. So if we don't even know what it is, how are you going to tell somebody else? How? No, how now? How? So you're already that now. What is remaining is understanding of it. Yes, sir. That's what is remaining. So um, in Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, you know the Bible says the earnest expectation of the creatures wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. You remember that? Yes, okay, let's, let's see it in this beautiful rendering. Romans. You've taken my romance. Not my romance, oh. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Okay. Uh, let me read. I like, especially like the way it's rendered in TPT. Romans chapter 8. Yeah, let's see, we'll read from verse 19. Ah, God. Romans chapter 8 is beautiful. Mm. No, let's read from verse 16. Mm. It says, For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. Now, let me tell you about one core thing about sonship is that you are loved. That's one core thing, one core thread about sonship. He says, behold, what manner of love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called the sons of God. So it's a thing of love. Do you understand? It's love. Because, I mean, why? Why wouldn't it be love? Because sonship to God is God expressing himself. And God is love. So if you are a son of God, if you come into sonship, you, what you do is you come into the full expression of God. That's what you do. The perfect expression. That's why, God, that's why it is God's goal, eternal purpose for all of us. He wants all of us to be him. God is, don't worry, God is not scared. He is very secure. God is very secure. 
He's the only secure person like that. He wants you to take his place. That's why he said, whatever you bind on earth. So he said to Peter, he said to the disciples, he said, I will build my church upon this revelation of sonship. Eh? And the gates of hell will not prevail. Gates are stationary. So it means it's the church that is advancing. So it's not hell that's advancing. It's not Satan coming around saying the devil is working hard. He's, he's, he's in one place. He forgets. You not get levels. But because we are playing defense, and we are playing defense because we don't know yes. that we're supposed to colonize the world. Huh? He said, I will build my church on this revelation, on this understanding of sonship, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. That means nothing will be able to stop them. It means that they are moving. We move. <laughs> but if you are not moving, you are already stationary. Ah, you are stopped now. Hmm? He said, and, and, and verse 16, okay, verse 17, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. Hello. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all he is. Hello. All he is and all that he has. Then he said, we will, be, we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Ha! I mean, it's easy now. Brother, just accept his sufferings as your own. Hello? Jesus died. I died. He was crucified. I was crucified. It's mine. I paid already. Hello? Then he said, no, no, not this one, not this one. He says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Okay, daughters, are you happy? <laughs> he said, for against its will, the universe itself had, endured, had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequence of human sin. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom. Hello? Yes. Creation longs for freedom. The elements of this world, they long for freedom. And you are the only one that can free them. Coming to God's children. Then verse 28. <laughs> it says, it's not just creation that are longing. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit, also inwardly grown as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. Then Jesus, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 11, I think we'll wrap up here, Ephesians chapter 11. So like Ike said this morning, there's so much that we can only share with you. But you need to know that, you need to know these things are available and then plunge in. Do, do your own research. Find out about you from the word. Hello? Right? Find out about you from the word. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you in Ephesians chapter 4? Let's, let's, let's read this beautiful, beautiful piece that Paul wrote. So, this is God's original intent for man. Sonship. Sonship is about God living his life through you. So, when you come to a full knowledge, understanding of sonship, you operate on equal grounds as God. And the Jews understood that. When somebody said, you are a son of God, you are saying, I'm equal with God. Everything God can do, I can do. That's why Jesus said, those that believe in me will do the works that I do, and even greater. 
Because I'm no longer here. They'll do greater. They'll do the works that I do. And greater. I'm still stuck at the works that I do. I've done some, but I'm still like, because my conscious mind is not completely saturated with this truth. So that's why you meditate day and night. You say that's how you will observe. You know what it means to observe? Observe. Observe. Behold. Observe. You observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then God said something very amazing next. He said, and so you will make your way prosperous. He didn't say, I will come and bless you. I will prosper you. You will make your way prosperous. <laughs> God is saying everything there with you. Everything there with you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse, verse 11. Let me just pick up from verse 11. He um, said, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. He was talking about Jesus when he descended, you know, and then ascended to heaven. He said, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's verse 11. And he says, the reason he gave them, huh? the reason he gave, for, for, for means... Because, right? Because for the purpose of, the reason behind why he gave these guys, for the perfecting, perfecting is maturing. Eh? Building up. For the perfecting of the saints. Okay? Saints are not dead people. Eh? Saints are not dead people. This is saints. Saints just means that you are holy. Yes. Yes, St. Martin. St. Remy Martin. No, Remy Martin. St. <laughs> <Saint> Martin. <laughs> it means that you are, you are set apart. You are called. Ephesians chapter 1 says so. It says that you are holy. 1 Corinthians says so. 2 Corinthians said so. You are holy. Ah. You are holy. Are you holy? Yes. Abba. <laughs> you are separated and sanctified. That's what Ephesians chapter 1 said. Okay, he said, um, and some pastors, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work, the perfecting of the maturing of the saints, so that they can do the work of ministry. For the what? Edifying of the body of Christ. Till. It's an adverb of time. I gotta go to school. Hey, no book, pass bookshop. See, until, it's an adverb of time. So he gave these gifts, eh? in your scholar, eh? for a purpose and for a time. Until we all come in the, in the unity of the faith hmm? and of the knowledge of the Son of God. He's not talking about the BK. Head knowledge, CRS. All those CRS, they mislead well, well. Until we all come into the knowledge of the Son of God. Don't think Jesus Christ. If you think it, you miss it. Into the knowledge of the Son of God that you have become. Unto a mature man. That's, not, that's what he's talking about. They say the, the, that knowledge, that place, Son of God, is that's a mature man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what he's talking about. That's sonship. 
the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Until we come there, the work has not finished. Until we all come there. So he didn't, so that you don't miss what he's saying. He's not using children and sons interchangeably. He says they are different. He said that we henceforth be no more. Be no more. Uh-huh. Nepios. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Like COVID, they kill. They are tossed. That's where we're going. So after Jesus died, that was what he commissioned. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangel- apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For the purpose of all this, until we all come into this knowledge. Not just head knowledge, into the full experience of it. The knowledge of the stature, the fullness of the measure of Christ. But guess what? From God's angle, that's what he has done. You know, the Bible says, as he is, as he is, not so we are going to be, right? He says, so are we in this world. But we have not come to the knowledge of it. Even though we are saying it. How do we get there? This book of the law. Eh? That's how to get there. So some of us are pushing the envelope. We're, we're, we're pushing. We're, we're driving it there. We're driving it there. I mean, I've gotten to a point where I know as a son, you don't need womb to burn. I don't need it. You don't need period to burn. I've proven it twice. I've proven it over and over again. Don't need it. I just need to know what I want and take it. And I've taken mine. Doesn't require any special anything. It just requires understanding. It requires understanding. Brothers and sisters, this is no this is not something to just excite us, you know, say, ah, my hand the TRA for that church. Ah. No, it's not that. This is about identity. This is about who you are. This is so that you can live your life on earth the way you want to live it, successfully, victoriously, without sickness. And when you are tired, you check out. I mean, that's how I'm going to check out anyway. I'm not about to allow any sickness to take me off. Drive me out of this body. No, I will drive it. When I'm ready to dump the body, I will dump it. Who's ready? It's on us. It's on us. It's enough to give you heartbreak if you find out that this is who you are and this is how you are living. So don't get depressed. Get upset. And go and take what is yours. That's what you should do. Like the son that wasted inheritance. He said, how many servants in my father's house have food enough to eat and throw away? Are they here to beg for pig food? They never give myself. I will go back to my father. Let me be a slave. Let me just be a slave. At least I will have food to eat. Father say, slave, okay. Put a fine robe on him. This is my son. Hello? Hello? We are sons of God. That's something to thank God for. Can we rise up? Did you learn anything? 
Sonship is about expressing God. It's about allowing God to live through you. It's about allowing God to live his life through you. That's what it is. That's what it is. And sons are beloved. You are loved. One of the things we sing and shout here all the time is that you are loved. That's because God, God wants to live his life through you. God wants to experience life through you. Yes. Through your eyes. That's what God wants. So you are here, you are trying to measure up. God said, measure up. I've sorted everything. Just come. Just accept that I've done it for you. And receive the word of God. I did say that it's not easy for just church folks to accept these things. It's not easy for Sadducees and Pharisees. Somebody said the Sadducees are sad to hear the truth. And the Pharisees are far away from justice. <laughs> so when Jesus said, I'm the son of God, they pick up stones. Who's the son of God here? Wow. Son of God? Wow. Son of God. It's a victorious thing, really. So how are you going to do life? As a slave or as a son of God? As a slave or as a son of God? It says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. It says, it doesn't appear what we shall be. But when he comes, you will see that we are like him. You will see that we are exactly like him. Because as you are right here, right now, you are a son of God. You are just like God. You are God's headquarters. God lives in you. So that he can live through you. It's not just about God is with me, God is with me, God is with me. No. God wants to be you. He wants you to be him. Do you hear what Heike said this morning? So in heaven, forever, there's man in heaven as God. That's Jesus. He became a man and stayed that way. God became a man and stayed that way. So man can understand. So that all the principalities and powers, everything in the realm of the spirit will see. This was my plan from the beginning. What I wanted to do was to create another sphere and be there as man. And be there as man. So can we just thank God for sonship this morning? Say, God, open my eyes. Help me to understand what you have made me. So it's not, Lord, prepare me. No, it's you have made me the sanctuary. I am pure and holy. I'm tried and true. With your spirit, I am a living. Ha! Sanctuary. Oh, you, you have made me. Yes, you have. Your sanctuary. I am pure. So people might be heavy to talk. I'm pure and holy. <laughs> With your spirit, I am your living sanctuary. Ah, 
some juice, with some conviction. You have made me, yes, you have. You have me. Oh, Jesus, yes, you have. You Whosoever has seen me has seen the Father. talk to life. Uh, when, when God came and he saw darkness, he said, no. light. Light. When he enters you, you can't be saying, uh, my kidney is feeling one kind. You will say, kidney, are you okay? You are okay. You, you, would, you would talk to life. That's what God wants. He should enter into you because you are a son of the living God. Paul said, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live by God's faith. I live by God's faith. So don't ever look at life anymore and think that you are a victim and that you are not enough. Hey, hey, what do you go do now? No man. Don't you understand who you are? said to the Corinthians, he says, you behave like men. Ha! He said, that means you're not supposed to behave like a man. He says, you behave like men. When you're carnal, he says, you behave like a man. You behave like a man. You are gods, and you are sons of the Most High. But because they don't know and they don't understand, they die like men. Lord, we receive this money, your word. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Toby. Thank you. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.